Hello, thank you so much for tuning in today. You're listening to Westside Ministries San Diego with me, Ginger Cancino. Thank you so much for taking your time to listen to this teaching. We're going to talk about two names, two more names that Jesus was given, Son of God and Son of Man. In the last podcast, we talked about Jesus being the Word and Jesus being the Light. This time, it's Son of God and Son of Man. John chapter 1, verses 32 through 34 says, And John testified, saying, I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove and remain on him, and I did not know him. But he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, The one on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain, he is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I saw and testify that this is the Son of God. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God gave his Son son of god john 5:18 through 23 says therefore the jews tried even more to kill him because not only had he broken the sabbath but also said that god was his father making himself equal with god in response jesus said to them truly truly i say to you the son can do nothing by himself but only what he sees the father doing for whatever he does the son also does the same for the father loves the son and shows him all that he does, and he will show him greater works than these that you may be amazed. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, just so the Son gives life to whom he will. For the Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son, so that all men should be honored should honor the Son just as they honor the Father. He does not honor He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. So let's dig a little bit more into what God's Son, the the, um, title that Jesus was given. Obviously, it is obvious, God's Son. Jesus is saying that he is the Son of God, that he is not Mary and Joseph's son, but that he is God's son. In gotquestions.org, it says Jesus is not God's son in the sense of a human father and a son. God did not get married and have a son. God did not mate with Mary and together with her produce a son. So God, so Jesus was not, um, in, did not come to this earth in the way that all of us have. Obviously, if he, if his title is son of God, he could not have a human father. He had, God had to be his father. So Jesus, so Jesus is not God's son in the sense of a human father and a son. Jesus is God's son in the sense that he is God made manifest in human form. John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. We went over that in the last podcast. John 1, 14 says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we who, who we have seen his glory, glory as all as of the only son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus is God's Son in that he was conceived in Mary by the Holy Spirit. Luke one thirty five says, 
The angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child will be will, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. The angel answered that the Holy Spirit would come upon Mary, and she would carry the Son of God. During his trial, speaking of Jesus, before the Jewish leaders, the high priest demanded of Jesus, I charge you under oath by the living God, tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Matthew twenty six sixty three says, but Jesus remained silent, and the high priest said to him, I adjure you by the living God, tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. So the Jewish leaders responded by accusing Jesus of blasphemy in Matthew uh, chapter 26, verse 65 and 66. It says, then the high priest tore his robes and said, you, he has uttered blasphemy. What further witnesses do we need? You have now heard his blasphemy. What is your judgment? They answered, he deserves death. Later, before Pontius Pilate, the Jews insisted, we have a law, and according to that law, he must die because he claimed to be the Son of God. John 19, verse 7, the Jews answered him, we have a law, and according to that law, he ought to die because he has made himself the Son of God. Why would his claiming to be the son of God be considered blasphemy and be worth a death sentence? The Jewish leaders understood exactly what Jesus meant by the phrase son of God. To be the son of God is to be of the same nature as God. The son of God is of God. The claim to be the same nature as God, to in fact be God, was blasphemous to the Jewish leaders. Therefore, they demanded Jesus' death in keeping with the law. In Leviticus 24.15 says, And speak to the people of Israel, saying, Whoever curses his God shall bear his sin. Hebrews 1.3 says, He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of His nature, and He upholds the universe by the word of His power. After making purification for sins, He sat down at the right hand of the majesty uh, on high. Now, in keeping with this, it expresses the ver this very clearly. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. Another example can be found in John seventeen twelve. It says, while I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I have guarded them and not one of them has been lost except the son of destruction that the scripture might be fulfilled where Judas is described as the son of perdition in John six seventy one, it says he spoke of Judas, the son of Simeon Iscariot, for he, one of the twelve, was going to betray him. That tells us that Judas was the son of Simeon. What does John seventeen twelve mean by describing Judas as the son of perdition? Again, it says, or, or yeah, John seventeen twelve. 
It says, while I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I have guarded them and not one of them has been lost except for the son of destruction that the scripture might be fulfilled. The word perdition means destruction, ruin or waste. So it's just according to which um, which uh, translation that you're looking at. Sometimes it says perdition. Sometimes it says destruction. Judas was not the literal son of ruin, destruction, and waste, but those things were the identity of Judas's life. Judas was a manifestation of perdition. In this same way, Jesus is the son of God. The son of God is God. Jesus is God made manifest. So when Jesus came to earth through his birth, Mary, his mother, he was a hundred percent God and a hundred percent man. He was God in human form coming here to die for our sins so that we could live with him for all eternity in heaven. The second name that I want to go over is son of man. Jesus is referred to as the Son of Man 82 times in the New Testament, in the NIV and the ESV. In fact, Son of Man is the primary title Jesus used when referring to himself. In Matthew 12, verse 32, he says, And who, whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or or in the age to come. Matthew thirteen thirty seven says he answered, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man. Luke twelve eight says, And I tell you, everyone who acknowledges me before him, before men, the son of man also will acknowledge before the angels of God and John 151 and he said to him truly truly I say to you you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man the only use of son of man is clear reference to Jesus spoken by someone other than Jesus came from the lips of Stephen as he was being martyred Acts seven fifty six, and he said behold I see the heavens opened and the son of man standing at the right hand of God so Stephen was the only other person to say son of man other than Jesus calling himself the son of man. Now, Son of Man is a title of humanity. Other titles for Christ, such as Son of God, are avert in their focus of his deity. Son of Man, in contrast, focuses on the human humanity of, G of Christ. God called the prophet Ezekiel Son of Man 93 times. In this way, God was simply calling Ezekiel a human being. Son of Man is, is simply a term for human. Jesus Christ was truly a human being. He came in flesh. First John 4, 2 says, But this you know, the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. Son of Man is a title of humility. 
The second person of the Trinity, eternal in nature, left heaven's glory and took on human flesh, becoming the Son of Man, born in a manger and despised and rejected by mankind. Isaiah 53, 3 says he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. The Son of Man had no place to lay his head. Luke 9.58 says, And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. The Son of Man ate and drank with sinners. In Matthew 11:19 the son of man came eating and drinking and they say look at him a glutton and a drunkard a friend of tax collectors and sinners yet wisdom is justified by her deeds the son of man suffered at the hands of men Matthew 17 verse 12 but i tell you that elijah has already come and they did not recognize him but did to him whatever they pleased so also the Son of Man will certainly suffer at their hands. This intentional lowering of his status from King of Heaven to Son of Man is hum humility. Philippians 2, 6-8 through 8. Who though he was in the form of God did not count equal equality with God a thing to be grasped but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death even death on the cross so son of man is a title of humanity and humility now the Son of Man is also a title of deity. Ezekiel may have been a son of man, but Jesus is the Son of Man. As such, Jesus is the supreme example of all that God intended mankind to be, the embodiment of truth and grace. Again, John 1 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. In him all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. Colossians 2, 9 says, for in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily for this reason the son of man was made was able to forgive sins matthew 9 6 but that you may know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins he then said to the paralytic rise pick up your bed and go home the son of man is lord of the sabbath mark two twenty eight says so the the son of man is lord even of the sabbath the Son of Man came to save lives, Luke 9, 56, and they went on to another village, Luke nineteen ten. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which is lost. 
He's to, he saves lives. He raises from the dead. Mark 9, 9 says, And as they came down the mountain, he charged them to tell no one what they had seen until the Son of Man has been, had been risen from dead. He executes judgment. John 5, 27. And he has given him authority to execute judgment because he is the Son of of man at his trial before the high priest Jesus said I say to all of you from now on you will see the son of man sitting at the right hand of the mighty one and coming on the clouds of heaven that's Matthew 26:64 this statement immediately ended the trial as the court accused the lord of blasphemy and condemned him to death so again, Son of Man is humanity. The title Son of Man is humility. Son of Man is title of deity. And now Son of Man is a fulfillment of prophecy. Jesus claimed before the high priest to be the Son of Man as a reference to the prophecy of Daniel chapter 7 verses 13 and 14. It says, I saw in the night visions... And behold, the clouds of heaven were come, came open like a son of man, and he came to the ancient of days and was, and has, and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. Daniel saw glory, worship, and everlasting kingdom given to the Messiah, who here is called the Son of Man. And Jesus applied this prophecy to himself. Jesus also spoke of his coming kingdom on other occasions. Matthew thirteen forty one: the Son of Man will send his angels and they will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and lawbreakers Matthew 16:28 Truly I say to you there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the son of man coming in the clouds the author of Hebrews used a reference to the son of man in in the Psalms to teach that Jesus the true son of man will be the ruler of all things Hebrews 2 5 through 9 says, For it was not to angels that God subjected the world to come of which we are speaking. It has been testified somewhere that it has been testified somewhere what is man that you are mindful of him or the son of man that you care for him. You made him for a little while lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor putting everything in subjection under his feet. Now in putting everything in subjection to him, he left nothing outside of his control. At present, we do not yet see everything in subjection to him, but we see him who for a little while was made lower than the angels, namely Jesus, crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death so that by the grace of God he might taste death for every one Jesus died on the cross for you and for me 
He was the sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice, so that we could be in heaven with him for all eternity one day very soon. Psalms 8, 4 through 6 says, What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you've made him a little lower than heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. The son of man is in fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecy. And it was given over three. There was by some counts, there are over 300 messianic prophecies in the Old Testament. That's why the New Testament, in the New Testament, we often find statements like this. These things happened so that scripture would be fulfilled. John nine thirty six. Some mosaic prophecies in the Old Testament are fairly straightforward. Others are indirect. So, Son of Man is a fulfillment in Old Testament prophecy, and that he would be the king. Jesus was fully God, but he was also fully human. As the Son of God and the Son of Man, he is deserving of both titles. That is amazing and wonderful how when we look at Scripture, it lays it out for us. Son of God, he is God in human form. Son of man, he is human form. 100% God, 100% man. He knows everything we go through. He went through trials and tribulations. He was in the desert for 40 days. And Satan tempted him mercifully with food and riches. He understands what we're going through. He understands this flesh is so weak at times. That is why he went through what he did. First of all, to be the ultimate sacrifice for us so that we can be with him for all eternity in heaven. Secondly, to know exactly what we go through. You may be going through something right now that you feel like God has completely left you in the dark. And you don't know where to go, what to do, what step to take. Let me just encourage you. He has not left you. You are in a trial to build your faith. God wants us to lean on his word instead of our emotions. God wants us to understand that even though we feel alone, we are not alone because his word says that he will never leave us nor forsake us. He'll always be with us no matter what. So when we go through trials and troubles like that, God is speaking to us and saying, trust me, trust my promises in my word. Do not go by your emotions or your feelings. Have faith in God. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. But with faith, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that He is with us. He is for us. And He loves us. 
So, Son of God and Son of Man. And if you didn't hear the other podcast, uh, Jesus is the Word and the Light. Go back and listen to that one. This is two more names that Jesus called himself and was called. Serve him, love him, be with him. Doesn't matter what we're going through, keep putting one foot in front of the other and know that he is in control. When we worry about things and we get down about things, that is fear. Fear of the unknown. Sometimes we think that we can do things better than God can do them. And that is a lie from the devil. We cannot do better in our lives than what God can. God is all-knowing. He's omnipotent. He is the beginning and the end. He knows everything. And there is no one that has your best interest and your future for good and not for evil more than God. No one on this earth loves you like God does. No one on this earth understands you like God does. God does. Listen for his voice. Read his word. Pray to him and stay close to him. Even when you don't feel him, know that he's there and keep putting one foot in front of the other. Time is short. End is near. We are in the end times. Every time I look at the news, it's like, wow. So let's get close to Christ and just keep pushing forward. Keep ministering to people. Keep mentoring. Keep bringing people into the kingdom. And then when the trumpet sounds, let's get out of here. Because I know that I'll fly away. Oh, glory. I'll fly away in the morning. When I die or the trumpet sounds, whichever one happens first. And I'm hoping for the trumpet. Hallelujah. By and by. I'll fly away. Thank you so much for listening and God bless.